Good evening, Newark. It's good to be back with you again. I have so been enjoying not only our evening messages, but our Wednesday night Bible study and our Friday night with friends. Haven't they been amazing? At one point when Pastor Arash was uh, doing his Bible study, all three of my kids were cuddled up or huddled up around the computer, uh, really enjoying and really getting involved and trying to think up crazy questions uh, to present. And so I'm, I really appreciate the, the live engagement. It's fun and uh, been very enjoyable. Let's start tonight with prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the opportunity to come together. Thank you for our family, uh, our opportunity to be the body of Christ, to minister to one another, to love each other, to grow together, to learn together. Help us this week as we dig our own wells and study personal worship. Help us learn from your word. Please illuminate our time in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Two reminders before we get started. This week you can go to newarkupc.info and you can go to the worship contact card and pick your top three of the songs from our worship songs, your top three favorite. And they're going to do a little fun, little fun trivia with that next week. And then there's also a Tim Hawkins video for you to watch. And you don't want to miss that. It's really funny. If we can't laugh at ourselves, what do we have? So then we're going to pick what we think our worship style is from that video. It's going to be a lot of fun. You don't want to miss out. So this week we're talking about personal worship, a part of digging our own wells. And when you think of personal worship, when I think of personal worship, what comes to mind? I, I think of being in church, I think of singing, uh, lifting our hands. But then when you bring it home, and it's, it's a little more personal, worship alone, does it change? Or what changes about it? My focus tonight is on using our mouth, our tongue, speech in personal worship. So how does, how does speech play into personal worship? And at first I was like, oh, that's easy. We sing, we can um, speak and read scripture aloud. We can declare the truths of God in a, in a worshipful fashion. And even when we share the gospel, that's worship to God. So I got to studying and I went a little different route. Those are kind of the obvious things. And some scriptures that jumped out at me really took me down a different path I'd like to share with you tonight. First, I'm going to start with a story. Uh, many of you know my daughter, Dinah. She's eight. When I was about her age, we had a telephone on the wall and we had a little not a desk but this little this little shelf thing underneath the phone and you could lift the lid up and store all your stuff and i'd love to answer the phone but we lived out in the country uh, everybody had a landline and uh, we got lots of prank calls so i had reached the age where i felt like justice needed to be served I might have been born that way, but justice needed to be served. And someone called, and I answered, and there was nothing, just nothing. I was like, oh. So I hung up the phone. And I remember reaching up and answering it and hanging it up. And then a few minutes later, they called again. And so obviously, it's a prank call. And so I pick it up, and I don't remember if this happened two or three times, but I was done. This person needed to know what kind of scum of the earth they were to waste, you know, good people's time. 
So I proceeded to rail into the phone with all of my righteous indignation, using all of the words that I could think of that were inappropriate to call someone. And um, which in my limited vocabulary were stupid, you know, idiot. It wasn't anything grandiose. Uh, I didn't have that much vocabulary. And when I was done, I hung up and I felt real good about myself. I had, I had, justice had been served. I had brought judgment on this, this prank caller and I hoped they felt about this big. And I walked off. Uh, four or five minutes later, our phone rang again. And my mom answered it. She had heard the tail end of my railing. I wasn't allowed to answer the phone again. She answered it. And when she got off, she came into the room where I was and she said, Rachel, there's a lesson that needs to be learned here. That was not a prank call. That was actually our assistant pastor. Uh, and he did not have a good connection either time, but he could hear everything you were saying. You just couldn't hear him. So I had let loose the fire of what I felt like was righteous indignation on our assistant pastor. Thankfully, he's a very, he, he takes things funny. He thinks things are funny. And so he handled it very well, but I, I have never, I have never had righteous indignation for a prank call again or even a telemarketer. I am very careful to this day. So I learned a lesson about my mouth and my speech. And so I want to read a passage to you tonight from James chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. I felt like hell itself <laughs> had got a hold of my tongue after I found out that it was the assistant pastor on the phone. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing pour, come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spirit of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. If you are wise and understand God's way, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. In my story with the prank caller, it is very obvious that, that I had some really salty things in my heart that, that needed to be removed, washed away with some sweet water. The same mouth that had said all those ugly things on the phone had previously been worshiping God in a song. I had prayed, I had sang songs, and given thanks to God. 
But then out of that same mouth came all of these ugly things. Matthew 12, 33 and 37 say, A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes! How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on Judgment Day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. My words were quite condemning. They didn't give honor to God. Did I repent? Yes. But I still had to look the assistant pastor in the eyes next time I went to church. It was very awkward for me. He was very kind and very forgiving, but it was still pretty hard. In the next few minutes, we have, our family has put together a few videos, examples of some real Lugo home incidents. Uh, we decided to be vulnerable and share some of our struggles. Yes, it might be a little cheesy, but maybe you can identify with some of the things here. believe this my sister is being ridiculous all i was trying to do downstairs was put some water in the brita filter so i could get something to drink and she wouldn't let me use the faucet she was washing the dishes and all she had to do was share it for just a few seconds and she wouldn't even let me get some water did you ask her nicely yes and you know what she said no and then after that she snatched the faucet back from me did you snatch it from her Well, maybe, but it doesn't matter. The point is, I just needed the water for a moment and she won't share. She's driving me insane. Thank you for telling me instead of yelling at your sister. Please go get your sister so we can talk about this. Fine. Wow, that was embarrassing. Kind of moments when you hope nobody's videoing you. <laughs> I have a lot of those. But I'm growing, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight, is growing in our speech in a way that we can be worshipful and worship God personally in our own speech. What if God had a bad day, kind of like I did in some of those videos, and went off at the mouth? <laughs> Have you read Genesis? Do you know what happens when God speaks? Things happen. 
God's words create. It would be bad if he finally decided not to be disciplined and he was done and he's just going to speak all these words in anger with cursing and emotion, maybe words he doesn't even really mean or worse, what if he did mean it? Imagine the disaster for us. What would happen if God just got mad and told us off? All the things that could be created from that are just horrible. You and I are not God, and I'm very thankful for that. But Scripture speaks strongly about the words that you and I say and the effect they have. Proverbs 15 verse 4 says, Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Wow. So, does that mean that our conversation, yours and mine, with others, and our interaction with others, are that powerful? And can they be a part of our worship? Can the way I talk to you and you talk to me, and we talk to others, be a part of our personal worship? Psalm 19.4 says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. This is Colossians 3, 16-17. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus giving thanks through him to God the Father. Colossians 4 verse 6, Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. And then Romans 12, 1, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Yes, our words can be used to worship God. Our tongue is a part of our body and what we are supposed to use to worship God. That's referenced in Romans 12.1. Every word that we speak should be spoken with the understanding that we are representing Jesus and we should be filled with thankfulness to Him. That's straight out of the Word. The way we communicate with others is either worship to God or not. I want my words to be worshipful to God. So we have a few more videos here of possibilities for how we could be in the same situation, but maybe handle it better. Maybe turn it in a way to where our words and our actions are worship to God.
Where's your sister? She's coming. Did you not let your brother use the faucet? No! I'm washing the dishes and loading the dishwasher. I only needed it for a moment. He snatched it. Only because you Stop wouldn't arguing. let me. Stop arguing! Why didn't you let your brother use the faucet? Because I was loading the dishwasher. And he just came over there and wanted to take over. I asked you if I could use the water. And I said, wait your turn. I only needed it for just a second. Why did you need to refill the water? I wanted something to drink. And she's going to be doing dishes for like all night long. And I just needed to get uh -uh. the water just for, yeah, uh-huh. I just needed it for a second to refill the water pitcher. What could you have done differently to avoid this? I guess he could have used his manners. I asked you. I guess I could have been nicer. I probably could have been patient. Now, on the count of three, both say you're sorry. One, two, three. I'm sorry. Whose image are you made of? We're made in God's image. God's image. Now hug and kiss each other. Oh, uh, what if we do better next time? I'll be more polite. Do I really have to kiss her? Yes. So by the time I get down there and start loading the dishwasher, you're done getting all your water. Fine, I'm getting water first. Well, that's all, folks. We still didn't get everything quite right, even in the last set of videos. But we're a work in progress. So every time that we mess up, we repent and we try again because we want to make sure that our words, our speech, our conversation and communications are part of our personal worship to God. I love you all. Have a good night.